Mike Portnoy here, and I just wanted to congratulate Roy and everybody at The Prog Report on 10 years, a decade of The Prog Report. That's incredible. Thank you guys so much for all the support for all these years and for bringing great music to people all around the world. We love you, and here's to another 10, and another 10 after that, and another 10 after that. All the best, guys, and thanks for everything. Congratulations. Hi, this is Mike, Jordan, and John from Dream Theater. And we are hanging out here in Glasgow, ready to play our gig tonight and thinking about Prague Report because it's the 10th anniversary of Prague Report and we are excited. That's right, happy anniversary Prague Report. Thanks for all your support of Dream Theater and everything Prague. Congrats, Roy, here's to another 10, another 100. Awesome job. Hey, hey everybody, there's the pups, there's Ivy. And there's Chloe. <laughs> All right. Hey, and there's the Neil Morse band. Happy 10th anniversary to the Prog Report. Love you guys. Roy, you're awesome. And uh, thanks for all the good coverage. And uh, wish you guys all the best on your 10th anniversary. God bless you. Take care. Bye. Hi, Prog Report. It's Pete Shrovis from Transatlantic and Marillion. Uh, just wishing you a happy 10th anniversary. Well done, congratulations, and keep up the good work. Steve Hackett here. Happy 10th anniversary, Prog Report. Happy 10th anniversary, Prog Report. And thank you so much for all you've done for me and for the Prog community. Best of luck and continuation. Bye. Hey, guys, this is Dave Maris with Spock's Beard and Pattern Seeking Animals. I just wanted to wish our friends at Prog Report a happy 10th anniversary. Hey, everybody. Matt from Periphery here, and I just wanted to say happy 10th anniversary to the Prog Report. Thank you for having me, as always. It's always great, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys on a cruise in a hot tub soon. Prog Report, wishing you a very happy 10-year anniversary. Here's to another 10 great years. Thank you. Hey guys, Jim from Caligula's Horse here, and on behalf of everybody in the Seahorse organization, I just wanted to wish a very happy 10-year anniversary to the Prog Report. Thanks for the support. Thanks for making a difference. Happy 10 years. Take care of each other. Hi, I'm Marcus from Riverside. We just finished the show here in Orlando. I'd like to say happy birthday, dear Broken Board. We have always very good connection between us. Hi, Riverside. Thank you very much. Hi, guys. I am Ari Lukasit from Arion and loads of other projects. Anyway, Roy told me that Prog Report has its 10th anniversary so i just want to congratulate congratulate you congrat, hard word congratulate you guys and please please keep up the good work you guys have always supported me you know and i love the show so please keep it up and prog on okay bye hi we are haken we want to wish the prog report a happy 10th birthday thank you for all your support over the years Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Prog Report, happy birthday.
Hi, everybody. Welcome to our 10th anniversary podcast episode. Um, I'd like to thank all the artists for making that previous video that you saw. That was very cool of everybody to do, and uh, we're extremely grateful that they took some time out to do that. Um, but we got a nice group here of our uh, almost regulars uh, that uh, you guys know and uh, maybe love and uh, have been around for a while with me doing this thing. Um, so uh, I don't know, everybody just uh, go around and say hi. 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 Hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> uh, we got John. We got Kyle. We got Kyle. Uh, we got Vic. We got Dan. And we have Jeff. Um, unfortunately, a uh, couple of guys couldn't make it. Uh, Prognick uh, had something that he had to attend to while we were doing this at the last minute. And uh, Christian, who uh, also has been uh, doing some stuff for us over the years, uh, couldn't make it as well. But, uh, you know, we love those guys and thank them for everything. And we're going to hear from Nick. Uh, he sent in a really great greeting uh, to, uh, you know, to give his thoughts on, on everything. Uh, one quick thing I want to point out, uh, you see the, the, the artwork behind me. If you haven't seen it, there's uh, a 10th anniversary prog report shirt with uh, sort of this clock highlighting a 10 and uh, some cool artwork by Dan Goldsworthy who did Haken artwork and stuff. Um, and uh, I'm wearing the shirt here, if you can kind of make it out. And uh, it's for sale now. If you go to our socials, uh, you can find the link. It also helps support uh, Casey McPherson's uh, cause to cure a rose. A uh, portion of the sales go to that. The shirt's only 25 bucks, and uh, so it's worth uh, picking it up. They're really cool, good quality shirts, and uh, help support a nice cause. So uh, please pick one up if you can. We have them on sale for a limited time. So I don't know. My my plan on uh, doing this episode was, one, just to get the group together. It's harder and harder these days to get the group together. Uh, now that everybody's back to work, everybody's back to their normal lives, no more COVID, no more sitting at home waiting for me to bother you guys to do a podcast. And, uh, and also for me, it's a big deal. You know, I didn't anticipate doing this, I don't know, 10 months, much less 10 years, uh, when I started the podcast in, in 2013 in, in June, officially June 1st, as, as I've looked back and saw the first post that I made, which was a review of Stephen Wilson's, the Raven that refused to sing was the first <laughs> review and article on the website. Um, and, uh, you know, fitting, I think that was, uh, you know, around that time, I think that was one of the reasons why I, why I felt like starting it, uh, to begin with, but, um, it was just, I needed an outlet to tell people to listen to this new album that I liked. But, um, anyway, along the way, met all these crazy fools and, uh, become some of my best friends, uh, in the world. And, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. So I wanted to. Uh, you know, just bring you guys in and just celebrate this a little bit and have a little bit of fun and goof off and, and talk about our favorite moments, favorite albums, um, favorite stuff like that over the last 10 years. Um, so with that said, I mean, I will leave it open to whoever wants to jump in and and, uh, and say something. I'll start seeing as I have the longest uh, relationship with, uh, with Roy. Our relationship goes to before the Prague Report, but um, when he finally got this thing up and running, um, you know, and we've talked about this many times before. This is what he used to do is he would hear something cool and call his friends and say, hey, you got to check this out. You got to check that out. And he's always had the heart for putting a spotlight on bands that he just appreciates their talent, appreciates their music and really got us hooked on a lot of different things that 
by the time that, you know, in the 90s, rock and roll started to sort of go not the way of mainstream media, but he still, you know, encouraged us to listen to different bands and all that. And so the prog report makes perfect sense. I also, um, once he started the prog report, which was kind of great timing, which I'm sure that others will share in the experience of progressive nation at sea. I remember going around with Roy with the little, you know, door hangers on the entire ship just to get the word out there on the prog report. And I'm sure that Roy can attest to what the numbers were before. And then after that cruise, that cruise is where we met prog Nick. Um, I'm wondering if he's going to say something in his video, but yeah, the, the, he's doing a great job with the prog report. And then all these guys, um, we all share the same passion and we love music. And it's really cool to literally be from all over the world to come together and just enjoy on something as universal as music. Yep. Right on. I mean, well said, the, well said. the, the funny thing was that, um, I think I started this without knowing progressive nation at sea was happening. I don't think it was announced at the time. No. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it was just an outlet for me. I, I had been in the music business for years before Kyle, you know, knows all about that. Uh, Kyle Graves and uh, and this was sort of a, a way for me to still have my foot in and just share music like there was a lot of great albums coming out at the time from people from bands that were even new to me that I was discovering stuff like Big Big Train and, and Sound of Contact and then Stephen Wilson was doing his solo records and um, Thank You Scientist and all these bands that were like really new and cool and I thought this is a really cool time um, and uh, it just was an outlet for me to to do it. At the same time, that cruise happened, and we, you know, at that time, Vic, you started kind of helping out, and we we made the decision to make some shirts and make some door hangers and go around and spread the word and all. And and then what was funny was we had been around maybe three months by that point with a few hundred followers or something on Facebook. I don't I don't even remember, and. Uh, Nick, Prog Nick, you know, tracked us down. He saw us and said, hey, I, I follow you guys all the way from South Africa. And at that time, that was definitely mind-blowing. We had no idea, you know, which was really super cool. Um, and then, I, and then you know, Mike Portnoy thanked us for doing a lot of promo around the cruise, and that, that was kind of a really cool big deal. And then I think by that January, we had reached the thousand followers or something, and it was really starting to move uh, pretty quickly. So, um, you know, and then more, I think all sort of these things helped at the same time. I mean, without the cruises and without Morse Fest, and then maybe we don't meet each other. And I, I don't know, it was just a weird time of all these things kind of happening that helped it all come across, you know few years prior without all those events i'm not sure it has the same growth or impact i'm not sure you know who, who who's in the alternative universe version of this call <laughs> yeah right you never know <laughs> when did when did the so did it start as a web i don't know this does it did it start as just the website yeah or did yeah. you do podcasts right from the start no well sort of I started the website with the intention of just doing 
um, the reviews. That was it. And then I actually thought maybe at some point I can interview some people, you know. Um, but that happened the... re really quickly. So I emailed P some of the labels and I reached out to Inside Out and I got in contact with the guy who's working at Inside Out, Edgel Groves, who I owe a lot to this website. And he, he um, very quickly thought it looked cool and was a good idea. And there wasn't a lot of U.S. presence for Prague. And really quickly, he said, hey, do you want to interview James Labrie? And I had never interviewed anybody and I had never had it. I didn't have this set up for it. So the first interview was James Labrie for his solo record at the time, about a couple months into the podcast. Was he lip syncing the interview or was it live? Did he, did he do it <laughs> No, James was awesome. And for him to do the interview with that, with us having zero background of doing any was pretty cool. And I think five interviews in, we had, we were speaking to Portnoy because he wanted to promote the cruise. So, I mean, again, it was just fortuitous. You know, it was just like luck, honestly. So, wait, first guest was James Labrie. Is that right? Yeah. A pretty good first guest. I know. This is remarkable. Uh, I, I was I was totally, to know Roy and to know just how we have just always been big fans, to hear him doing interviews with James Labrie, Dream Theater guys, it was like, wow that's a great way to start that was that was awesome for me to sit and witness that i was so excited for him yeah yeah you, you were legit cool. from the beginning man and and you know i think the thing the key here is like all these guys have joined in i sort of feel like a junior member because you guys do a lot more podcasts and such but um it took a visionary you know like you had an idea and any one of us could have had the same idea but without the follow-through and the execution and you built it into this thing you know and i think it, it was a lot of that it was progressive nation and and then more started happening and we all started meeting and the the synergy just naturally happened but it started with you brother it, thanks man it, it was really a surprise the thing with Morsefest that blew my mind was like other people know who neil morse is that was the <laughs> thing because I didn't know anyone that knew who he was other than Victor. That's it. Like, and it I never, and I only never happened. And Neil Morse, I only knew because Roy because of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so then we go to Morse Fest and it's like a whole big about eight hundred people all knowing all the songs and it was just like this is crazy. How is this more possible? of me? <laughs> was was the first. The first Morse Fest you went to was 2015? Yeah, the second one. So that was the year that I met you guys. And I was it helping be, yeah, out. It has to be, yeah. I was helping out at the merch stand and you came over and asked. You had like, I think there were little postcards, maybe? Yes. Yeah. And you probably. asked, could we put and a maybe postcard? These? And the picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, then, and then we sat next to John in the red shirt there. Mm -hmm. Vic and I sat next to him. <laughs> he was the first person we met at Morse Fest. Yeah, uh, it was crazy. I had, I had just gotten into Neil two years earlier. And when Morse, the first Morse Fest happened, it was like, do I really want to go like travel by myself to go to a festival for a weekend? I go, yeah, this this is amazing music. You know, I was I was into your traditional, um, you know, sticks, Kansas rush stuff. But then getting into this different kind of a subgenre of Prague, it, it was just a, a fascinating thing. And then meeting you two and then seeing everybody else and like, well, those guys look pretty cool. And all of a sudden I'm friends with you guys and doing stuff for the for the um, Prague report and taking pictures and everything. It's just been a, a whirlwind, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I, I, rem I remember you asked 
could you do that? And that was my first year helping out at Morse Fest, and I really wasn't sure. I didn't feel I had authority to <laughs> to make that decision. And so I had to, I think I probably sort of slightly said, well, I'll see what I can do, and then went and checked, because I'm quite compliant, you know, <laughs> that kind of person. Yeah. You guys know that? You're the most compliant. Um, <laughs> And then, well, and then my my other memory is towards the end of that weekend that you guys gave me a t-shirt, and then I remember talking to Vic, and um, it, I think we must have been talking about that we played guitar, and you gave me like about twenty of those guitar picks. I think you might have given me the bag of what you had left because I've got a ton of them here. Um, I only so, got oh, one. And and the other thing and the other thing I remember about that that t-shirt, I think I probably still do have it, but it it is kind of like got a silvery kind of kind of it's nearly like luminous. And actually I can remember going to see well, I think it was Porcupine Tree actually, and they played in quite a small club in Belfast. And I was absolutely convinced that Stephen Wilson was looking at me. <laughs> And then I looked down and realized that, 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 that this that this kind of silvery, kind of slightly luminous T-shirt that maybe that's what he was looking at, but probably not. But there you go, Kyle. Uh, Kyle, maybe Fadler, he's a big fan of the, the site. Didn't you win something from the Prog Report like early on? I won. I won. You did. Okay, somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got what well, I think Second Nature by Flying Colors. Okay, really yeah. early on. I, I mean, around 2014 when it came out. Had you met Roy yet? Nope. Oh, I, wow. I mean, so, how many people were in that giveaway, Roy? Maybe, I don't know, 100? I don't remember. Yeah, sure, well, 100. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just, he, I he picked know. the cutest person who entered, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Made sure that so, you So, yeah, won. that was me. That was around when I came across you guys, which is was, I think, before Morse Fest. You guys, I mean, us guys, right? I'm yeah. part of it. <laughs> so wait what um, about the uh everybody else was on prognation at sea well not everybody else but a lot of us and a lot of us that aren't on this call that are also good friends but at what point did some of you guys meet you know kyle dan and, and kyle the like, first one i met meet? was kyle fagala we met at a neil moore's flower kings concert uh may 2013 so it's been 10 years this year right um so i met kyle there and then we met at morse fest a few months later and we hung out and then i met the other kyle graves um and a bunch of our other friends and it kind of became a tv show we had like a rotating cast some people <laughs> coming into the group some people leaving the group yeah and then i think around 2016 there's no year I think that's when I met uh, Roy and Vic, and probably when we started getting closer, probably between that and it was like the Similitude tour and a bunch of us went to a couple concerts and that kind of thing. Yeah, it sort of just grew from there. The mm -hmm. first few years, I, oh, sorry, Jeff, go ahead. No, this side of the pond, I, I'm just trying to think, well, apart from you and Vic, so I, I was over in England seeing Neil Morse and it was the tour with the Flower Kings and the London show. So that was 2013. That was yeah, March, March 2013. Yeah. Daniel was at the London show, but I didn't know him. 
and then then we went up to Wolverhampton for the show the next night and we were out for breakfast with Neil and when we were walking back to the venue this guy came running towards us and it was Prognick who had spotted <laughs> Neil and I took a photograph of of Prognick um outside the venue in Wolverhampton at like kind of 10 a.m. in the morning or something um let's go ahead and and hear from Prognick uh and and he sent a nice message in it's a few minutes but I think it's really nice and uh, I want to share that so let me go ahead and 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 get that on here hi everybody Nick here I'm really sorry that I couldn't be part of the podcast that you're watching today but um Roy very kindly asked me to send in a recording uh so that I could also be part of this podcast. I'm very grateful for that. Thank you, Roy. And thank you for so much else, Roy. Wow, it's been an amazing 10 years, hasn't it? 10 years of the Prog Report. Just think about that. What a time it has been. What a a time of bonding and friendship and amazing music and opportunities. And I really want to thank you, Roy, for everything you've done for me and the rest of the team at the the Prog Report. And we, we really do appreciate it, man, more than you would know. Um, I think back to 2016, I think it was, when all of a sudden I got um, a Facebook Messenger message uh, from this guy, Roy Avon, who said, hey man, I met you on Cruise to the Edge. Uh, I wondered whether you might be interested in writing a review for my website, The Prog Report. And I thought, hmm, okay, I'll give that a bash. And so I did, and I wrote my first review for for the Prog Report, which was of the album All That You Fear Is Gone by Headspace. And I wrote that report, and it seemed to go down really well. And then from there, we proceeded to dozens and dozens of other reviews. Uh, We proceeded, of course, into podcasts and recordings and interviews and live streams even with artists. And it's just been... An incredible time, Roy, and we're very grateful to you for for everything that you've you've done for us and for the prog community in general. A few highlights for me personally, I guess, are when artists acknowledged um, our reviews and uh, personally sent messages to say, "Wow, thank you, you really got it." One in, one in particular that stands out in my mind is John Mitchell, um, who sent me. A message, or actually sent it through Roy, um, of course, being the editor, and sent a message saying, "Wow, the the review that the prog the prog report did of um, uh, feelings are good, uh, which was his album of the time, um, really hit home and resonated with him, and he he felt that we really got it, we really got him, and that." That resonated with me, of course. It was very gratifying to hear that. This has happened quite a lot. It's happened with artists like John Young and various others as well. And, and I guess I would count those as highlights because when, when the artist acknowledges your your own acknowledgement of, of their work, that's just amazing. Um, other highlights, of course, all the best ofs and the 50 best lists and... Uh, in particular, the, the, the best of albums of 1972 and 1973 with Mike Portnoy. Uh, those were amazing times. Uh, uh, interviewing Nick DeVigilio, one of my uh, mentor hero drummers uh, for the Best of Tears for Fears podcast. Going on cruise 
to the edge 2022 with Roy where we had just an amazing time even though we were so busy with with all the shows um and I, I I think one particular moment that stands out also is Morse Fest 2018 when the great nothing was played live and I was lucky enough to be there standing in between in between Roy and Victor and that was an immensely emotional moment, as Victor has 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 mentioned on a, on a few occasions. Just a, a wonderful memory. Uh, I I also have to note um, other memories, like like meeting Jeff before we even got involved with the Prog Report at a Neil Morse concert in the UK, um, and then later on discovering each other as as co-reporters on on the Prog Report. Seeing Daniel here in South Africa, where I'm speaking to you from. Thanks for that, Danny. There was a very special time that we had together here. Um, Kyle F. Making sure always that we got the good seats at every Morse Fest and, and just sharing uh, his general wisdom about prog music. Um, recording Roy's song Stranded with Kyle G., Wow, what a moment that was! I mean, it's not—it's not really a, a officially a, a the prog report moment, but it was a great memory nonetheless. And of course, included in that recording was our great friend Bosco. Uh, shout out to Bosco. Um, uh, who can forget uh, the prog from home concert? That was just an incredibly rewarding event. Uh, not that I had anything to do with putting it together, but just uh, being part of it was just fantastic, um, unforgettable, and and um, I'm sure that there'll there'll be other events in the future. Um, I have to say, generally, that having been introduced personally to music that I otherwise even though I consider myself a bit of a bit of a prog aficionado and certainly a prog fan, music that I otherwise would never have discovered through the prog the prog report. I mean, artists that to me are to me are everyday listens today, like Jonas Lindbergh, uh, Jason Beeler, Six by Six, and in particular one that uh, Jeff takes the kudos for, Kite Parade. Um, that uh, you, you know, that's the type of music that I, I, I probably just wouldn't have discovered if it had not been for the Prog Report. Um, above all, folks, the friendship, the camaraderie, the kinship between us all at the Prog Report. That is really my abiding memory of it all. You know, we have, a, we have an annual year-end party, if you want to call it that, where we all get together and we don't necessarily talk about prog music. We just talk to each other as friends. Um, that is just about the friendship. And those, those darn year-end quizzes of yours, Jeff, uh, I won the first one and then never again. I think I came last in, 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 in the middle one and then third or fourth class than the others they get harder and harder man give us a break um but the friendship is really what it's all about at in at the end of the day for us here as much as it is the music and thank you for that roy thank you for introducing us uh, keeping us together and it's just been fantastic um from the u.s to south africa to brazil the love just goes out to and from our four countries Love and respect to all of you guys, a plenty. Here's to the next 10 years, Roy, and congratulations, man. Bye from South Africa.
Awesome. Uh, that was awesome. Very Nick awesome. is awesome. Yeah. That was great, right? Yeah. How much do we love Prague, Nick? He's the best. Yeah. And I, the I, best. I'm, I'm, the best. He's not here, but that message was amazing. So, yep. yeah. It makes me not want to talk because he speaks so well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he I want him like, to read me like a, a, a lullaby or like a like He writes exactly. better than all of us <laughs> and he speaks better than all of us. So, yeah. you know, there's that. He is the wordsmith. Um, so anyway, I, I did think that what would be fun to do, um, whereas what happened? Okay. Uh, would be to go around and just, um, share some of our favorite albums over the last 10 years or some of our favorite moments. So, um, I have uh, a list of my favorite records. I'll just go ahead and start this off and, uh, and then, you know, not intended to be a full analysis like we do on our podcast, but I thought it would just be a, a good time to reminisce on some stuff. This was immensely hard uh, to come up. I mean, I, I sort of knew where five or six would go right away, but then filling in the gaps was was brutal. But, um, you know, in no particular order, I have 10 albums here that just have meant a lot to me that I still revisit and I think uh, are important. Um so the first album uh, that I reviewed, Stephen Wilson's Raven That Refused to Sing, I mentioned that that's on there from 2013. These are in, in chronological order mostly. Haken's The Mountain, which um, was really important in discovering them, and, and another album that made me just want to do this. Uh, Big Big Train, uh, English Electric Part 2 from 2013. That album, I mean, just discovering that band has just changed my life, uh, and I still... I'm immensely just grateful they exist to this day. Um, Flying Colors, Second Nature um, from 2014. I decided that's my favorite album of the three, but it's a tough call. Uh, Neil Morse Band, Similitude from 2015, of course. Um, Deer Hunter, Act 5 from 2016. It was close, man. Four or five, <laughs> but I decided I was, to I was expecting you to say four. I, it's pretty much a tie, but five gets it just because the first and last song on it are just, they just are so important to me. Um, Liquid Tension 3 from 2020, uh, particularly important to me because uh, I got to interview the band via Zoom for the for the Blu-ray Blu for that, that Daniel edited and put together, and, and that was a secret project we got to work on before anybody knew the uh, the band was even reuniting. So that was pretty awesome. And day uh, zero, yeah. And um, Dream Theater, uh, View from Top of the World from 2021. Uh, again, getting to spend a week with them in New York uh, while they were finishing up that album and do interviews and and stuff with them was just I, I, unbelievable pinch me moment. Um, Transatlantic, Absolute Universe, and uh, Tears for Fears to Tipping Point, which again I will say is a prog album. So. Um, that's my that's my 10 um you know john you want to go uh not, by uh, the way i'm not reading your comments i'm ignoring them uh john <laughs> that's probably wise <laughs> yeah exactly. well i've got uh three that you mentioned in there uh, so i'll just go ahead and start with those three um i put uh, similitude and great adventure together as one because they just go perfectly together um transatlantic absolute universe and then a view from the top of the world i think that is just back to the dream theater that I really grew, kind of grew up with. So that was really cool. Um, and then um, going back into my my childhood with uh, with Sticks in Kansas, they both put out uh, two new albums, or they each put out uh, uh, two new albums that were just phenomenal. And uh, 
uh, thinking back to their their uh, um, early roots and how they kind of brought that prog back for those two right there. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, I also really uh, enjoyed the last uh, NMB, No More Spanned album, Innocence in Danger. I think uh, the the two prog of the two uh, epics on the second on the on the Danger one, those are just up there with all the other classic ones that uh, that Neil has done. Um, and then um, I'm a little more partial to third degree from Flying Colors, um, but uh, that last train home is just one of my that's in a, one of my top no easily my top fifteen songs of all time. Um, and then a few others just to throw out there. Um, I got into Magic Pie uh, thanks right. to thanks to uh, the Prog Report. You know, I've, there's there's a bunch of bands that I would not have found had it not been for listening to some of the things that you guys have brought up and so forth. Magic Pie is one of them. King for a Day. Just a great, great song. Um, Spock's Beard Noise Floor. Um, um, is that their last one that they've done officially? Yes. Yeah, that, that's that got some great, great tracks on it. Um, and then uh, I I loved uh, Nick DeVirgilio's Invisible. That was uh, that was great to see him do pretty much almost everything on there, and then um, just a more recent one that Roy and I really uh, kind of connected over is Crownlands. I know it's not for necessarily everybody, but I really enjoy that uh, what they're what they're all doing, and that's just been for the past what is it like two months or something like that that they've kind of kind of broken out again. So I've really. Really appreciated uh, all that stuff. Awesome. Uh, Kyle Graves. I knew some sure. of those. <laughs> <laughs> Good list, man. Um, for me, the first uh, uh, first one that popped into my head when you went over 10 years, I'm like, it, it's look, like what you said. There's so many to choose from, so many great records that won't even make the list. But Sound of Contact, man, that record came out and I was just... I, to this day, haven't stopped listening to it. And it's one of those records I never get tired of. I'm sort oh, of always- I didn't know you were into part. that. That's great. Yeah. Love that record. Love that. And for anybody that hasn't listened to the E-Molecule record yet, it's uh, Simon and uh, is the Kelly. bass player. Kelly. Yeah, yeah Kelly. Um, from Sound of Contact. And it's a really, really strong record as well. But I love that record. Again, don't get, don't ever get tired of that one. Uh, you guys know I'm, I'm like- I love prog rock, but I love prog metal. So that's uh, my list is a little heavy, man. My boy Victor over there. Uh, Fates Warning. Um, hard for me to choose. I'm a huge Fates guy, but Theories of Flight from 2016. Um, the Light and Shade of Things. That song by itself, it's 10 plus minutes long. And for a band that's been out for, you know, all, coming up on 40 years now, that's as good as anything they've ever done. Um, uh, also on the metal side, Redemption. You guys know I love Redemption. Uh, the Art of Loss came out, I think it was 2018. Last record with Ray from Fate's Warning. Uh, Haken, Vector, tough choice on that one, um, but I love Puzzle Box and Nail by Mouth and all those kind of super heavy technical songs. Um, I know uh, the Whirlwind is like the high water mark when we're talking transatlantic, uh, and it is for me too. And that's certainly if I had to pick one, but Kaleidoscope was, I thought it was a great record. Um, 2014, pulling out of uh, yeah. the, the dock in, uh, for Progressive Nation <laughs> yeah. at Sea, for them to be doing you know, Into the Blue. It was just amazing, man. Um, which, by the way, I also met I also met Kyle first out of this whole group on Progressive yeah! Nation, wearing a blue <laughs> beard. He had, a, he had a blue beard and a wig on. And, and uh, anyway, um, Leprous Cole, also 2013. That was the first time I heard Leprous. And uh, oh. I was like, what is this guy doing with his voice? I've never heard anybody do that. 
Um, but they've, I, I really love how they've evolved over the years, but, um, hearing the Valley for the first time or, uh, uh, the, the, the cloak was the first single I heard. And I was just like, this is different. This, these guys are progressing music, what it's all about. Um, what else is on my list here? Uh, we'll just round it out. Well, pain of salvation, 2017 passing light of day loved Panther, but, um, that one edges it out a little bit. And then of course, similitude and great adventure. I totally agree. It's one record. So. I count those both um, hard, really, really, really hard for me to choose between those two. Um, I guess it would edge a little bit with similitude, but just solid all the way through. So that's my list. I don't even know if that was 10, but uh, no, it's cool. Killer man. Good stuff. I didn't know you were a sound of contact and leprous guy. That's uh, love it. Love that's it. Both a surprise, of them, yeah. but very cool. All right, Dan, how about you? It's me. Okay. It's um, me. I want to <laughs> go back to the, the first review I wrote for the prog report which was the reign of Kindo, happy however after. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I was the reign of Kindo guy. And that's how I joined the team <laughs> was through <laughs> that review. And I proved myself to Roy and that I could write a couple words, Man, pretend they have meaning. I don't know? remember you. I don't remember that being the first review you did. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. You asked me like, Hey, can you review that for the side? I said, yeah, all right. <laughs> and then one of the next ones uh, was an album. One of those that I only knew because of you. I was already a, a big fan of Beardfish, and they released Comfort Zone a little bit before it. I'm a big fan of that album. It's getting an honorable mention here. And uh, Ricards released a, a solo album called Friendship, which is a, an album that I go back to all the time. Hmm. I love everything about that record. Uh, and that was like the start of my journey in the site. And I remember right after I joined the site, I asked Roy, hey, so now that I'm here and we're doing podcasts, eventually you're going to have to get Michael Romeo and let's do a, a Symphony X podcast. And Roy, like a genie, granted my wish. <laughs> and that was uh, one of my favorite moments at the Broad Report. Uh, but let, let me keep going with the albums because a lot of my favorite albums ever came out this past decade. A good one to mention is, of course, Raven That Refused to Sing by, by Stephen Wilson. He's one of a magnum opus. And Hand Cannot Erase It, they're like neck and neck. Opeth, Pale Communion, one of my favorite Opeth records. It's amazing. Um, Pain of Salvation has in the passing light of day. Uh, Caligula's Horse with one of my favorite albums ever as well, Rise Radiant, uh, a, a big company of... Uh, for the pandemic and during those times was very helpful. Also, Leprous Congregation, Haken, Affinity, um, Riverside Shrine, uh, Shrine of New Generation Slaves, Dear Hunter, Anti. I'm probably at around ten, but uh, I'm getting You've past there. ten. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> a long time I, ago. Don't, don't worry, worry. There's twenty more. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, there's twenty more. I just have a couple more to mention, and one of them is Better Seeking Animals, Prehensile Tales which I think is a fantastic album. And it's one that uh, I think our group sometimes kind of is this, everyone's listening to the same thing. And there was a moment in time that not all of us, but almost all of us were listening to that album and really connecting through it. And those are always good moments. And my last mention is The Absolute Universe, which holds a special place in my heart. Um, and it has a, a big story. And this story starts somewhere with Roy um, making the connection between me and 
other artists and, and making that work in a lot of ways. And and that that became something on that year, like 2020, 2021, that I worked with a lot of musicians that I'm really, really fan of. And I have Roy to thank and Christian as well, of course. Uh, but it was a, a, an incredible privilege to work with Transatlantic and Sons of Apollo and Liquid Tension Experiment and Ross, you know, and I can't keep name dropping stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the coolest thing yeah, that yeah. happened. And it's something that I never imagined in my life that I would like speak to those guys and, and work with them and have a, a build a relationship, you know, and it's very, very rewarding to, to have the recognition and and see your work and feeling proud of it and that kind of thing, especially in a field that we are so passionate about, like music, especially the music specifically that we love. So yeah, I know I went on a tangent about beyond albums and, and artists and everything, but this is also my way of saying congratulations to the whole team, to Roy, and, and also as Nick said earlier, being thankful for the friendship and what we cultivate here every day. These days, not every day, because I know we've been busy, but uh, most days, and you guys are a special part of my life, and we're all here. Thank you, man. So, yeah. Awesome. Hey, what, what probably a lot of people don't know is Daniel was 19 when we all first met him, and we're all <laughs> a little bit older. Some of us are a lot older, but Daniel was like a kid. So, oh, no. for him to kind of to realize his dreams of working with a lot of these big, big artists. Is his very dreams cool. of hanging out with old dudes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Barely legal when we started. Uh, so. Dan, was the was the first thing you did with Mike and, and those guys, was that the jellyfish video? Was that the first thing? Mm, I think yes. I think so. You're right. I had forgotten about that. but And dude, then Prague from Home. So that was like the initial. Yeah. Prague from Home is like the beginning of that kind of thing. Actually, the beginning is our cover videos. The the right. one for Kyle that's, that's Grace. Correct. For Kyle yeah. That's correct. Yeah. That's and that's the one that I did everything. Right. But working with like Mike and then and then that whole thing, I think I think it was Proc from Home and then Jellyfish doing the Yeah, video. yeah. That, that double that double thing. And that like, dude, I cannot imagine putting all that much work with the routine like with my day-to-day -day that I have today. It's impossible. Yeah. It was a tremendous Locked amount on. of work. It yeah, was lockdown a, was amazing. <laughs> that was, it, was really it, it did. It got us. It got we us. Another, we need another pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of stuff oh. during those two years that we probably could not do today. So oh, was, yeah. It was and Brought From Home was like our baby. It was a three-hour-long yeah. baby. Yeah. It was a headache in many ways. I remember I was rendering and we had like render problems and then uploading problems. And I'm emailing you every hour. Is it, is it done yet? Is yeah, it done is yet? It done? Yeah, yeah. I was going insane, but it was awesome. Like I remember watching it, just sitting back and watching it after watching it 300 times and seeing that at some point we had like six, 7,000 people. I don't know. It was an insane amount of people joining in on that. And I was honestly expecting like 500, 600 people. Like yeah. Nick, Nick, Nick said something about, you know, doing something like that again. I think the thing about Prog from Home is that probably we'll probably never be able to do it again. Yeah. And I yeah, can remember I, as I part of that, that way, yeah. Roy and I, Roy and I sort of took, you know, there were a lot of people who we really didn't have a, a big relationship with, you know, in terms of the artists and, you know, just pinging off messages to some of these people going, look, we're thinking of doing this. And then, you know, 
48 hours later, someone sends in, you know, a, a really brilliantly produced <laughs> video. And the stuff and that we got sent, it, the, the whole idea to do guess. it, I don't even remember where the whole idea to do it came from, but it was like, we felt like we wanted to do something. And there was other sort of uh, things like that happening on TV and stuff like that. So maybe we just said, let's do one for Prague. I don't remember really where it started, but I do remember the, you know, talking to probably you, Jeff, first about it, I think. Um, yeah, it was the two of you that I, and masterminded then, it. And then uh, I, 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 if I have this right, I think the first person I contacted was Mike, because I figured if Mike says yes, then I think we have an idea here that we can go with, you know? I, I sort of felt like that. Um, and he emailed right away, like, absolutely, I'm in, and I have a great idea, and I want to do jellyfish and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. And then, so then we just started emailing people, and we we got all the stuff back and put it together and did the whole thing. It was like in two weeks. It was insane. Yeah. It was and insane. how many how many views now? What are we up? What are you, what are you up 130? to? One thirty. It's it's one thirty thousand. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Pretty wow. crazy. I mean, it's still a great concert, man. Sometimes I go back to it. It was yeah. and I I was hmm. I had surgery, and that thing like I I had to stay home because of the pandemic and I was recovering, so I, I was. <laughs> Looking it was a jaw surgery. Before. I just want to just clarify, just a jaw surgery, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing beyond that. Yeah. Okay. So, and I was looking at my face because we all said something during, during that video. I was like, hello, welcome to Proud From Hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny uh, how those things over time, we, we change in that sense too. Yeah. And man, I, I mean, it was insane. It, it was cool that we did that. I think in a way, it put us on a map for a lot of people, but it also helped a lot of people connect during that time that was really needed. I think that and the We All Need Some Light video that we did around that time resonated with a lot of people, mm. especially I remember that that came along with uh, one of those signature Kyle Graves wall of texts. You know, there was <laughs> some beautiful words in there. <laughs> Uh, and I'll always hits home. So yeah, that around that time were some some horrible things happening outside of these walls, but inside the magic was here. Yeah, yeah that started out like I had I'm an x-ray tech and I had a patient fall on me and break my wrist and I'm like the pandemic <laughs> had just started and I'm recovering from surgery and everything. And I'm singing that song around the house thinking maybe Daniel and I can just do like a little acoustic version of it. And then it, we open the floodgates and all you guys joined in and it turned into this great, amazing thing to try to bring some light into the really dark world we were all in. That was, that was super cool. That was like the first one we all really came together on. I didn't yeah. even own a microphone at the time. I had to buy a mic. I, know. I sang yeah, it. Was... My... Victor was like, take your phone and sing it into your phone. And then in your closet, said, right. Go yes. to your closet, yeah, get yeah. your phone. Yeah. That was a good, the I rest mean, is history. among, yeah. among the real shitty time that it was, it was a lot of cool stuff came out of it. I'm immensely proud of the Prague from home. That was a really cool thing to, to be able to do with everybody. It was our baby. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's continue along the, the list here. Vic, how about you go? You know, when you asked us to put the list together and where, whether it was special events or whether it was albums, I, I had an idea that people were going to be picking things that were very obvious and, and my list would include all Neil Moore's, all the, the you know Dream Theater stuff and everything else. There, there's a couple of things, and I tend to be the the heavier guy, kind of like Kyle. Um, 
yeah so the first album that jumps to mind because i got to do the review for this and we did a really cool podcast is with dan briggs the bass player for uh, between the buried and me so you have uh automata that was a great cd mm. uh and a lot of fun to listen to but there's you have uh maps of non-existent places by uh thank you scientist that was terrific mm-hmm. um there is also the moron police uh, uh is it a, uh, a boat at sea uh and you also have a band that is no longer around they did one album and that was Native Construct, A Quiet yeah. World. These are all and, great albums. Well, yeah, and those, really and those are all like they're all like one, but they're just they're they're on my they're on my rotation. They just nice. you know, my it's interesting. A lot of these reviews, I sit down and listen to it with my son, and he's the one that starts talking about how cool things sound and everything else. So now that he's off in college and I play something for him, he's like, Oh, that was really cool. And for him, it was a lot longer ago than it was for me. Um, moments, uh, Progressive Nation at Sea, I've mentioned this before, but man, when Neil got to sing June and uh, The, the Light, Light, that reunion was absolutely just galvanizing in in helping us sort of grasp the hope of, hey, this is still can happen. I remember Nick talking with Neil and just imploring about Spock's getting together and doing snow. Cause that's the biggest travesty that never got to do snow live. And we got snow 16. I wasn't there, but <laughs> wonderful to have that. Um, and Nick already mentioned it just sitting between, you know, sitting with Roy, sitting with Nick, when the great nothing is playing at Morris Fest 18, that's a great moment. Uh, just a lot of emotion. I mentioned it before. Nick mentioned it. I'll mention it again because it's just worth it. I love how we interact in our podcast on doing things creatively, like, you know, picking your your fantasy band or picking or having something like brackets, like, uh, you know, March Madness, but it's Prog Madness. Um, just all those things that have really used our passion for music and used our passion for the artists and just having a whole lot of fun um because that's what we like to do we we love to hang out we just love to talk music we love to talk life as well um mm-hmm. and and just the thing that blew me away about this group and th- again not necessarily the prog report but the talent that these guys have musically not only are they music fans but man these guys are musicians and they can put some really cool stuff together and that's just really cool and and the album that i think sort of brought everything full circle for me um wasn't a big band but it was some big names when john petrucci announced that terminal velocity his second long-awaited second solo album came out and that mike portnoy was going to be playing the drums that was a big turnaround because one of the things that a lot of us struggled in music, you know, Neil had left Spock's beard. Mike had left dream theater. The two of them sort of intertwined in some really cool musical, just uh, projects and all these wonderful things came out. Progressive nation at sea came out. If Mike was in dream theater, I'm not sure progressive nation at sea would have happened. And when terminal velocity comes out, 
Um, that's still in my rotation. And I had a great time with, with uh, Fagala and with uh, Roy seeing them live in Orlando. That was absolutely terrific. So not necessarily a top 10 albums list or everything else, but that's just kind of a microcosm of the wonderful ride that this has been. And again, knowing Roy from before this all started and how we were just fans of all this stuff. And suddenly we are, you know, doing podcasts with these idols of ours that we've just been such fans of for a long time. And for them to know us by first name basis is just a really odd, unexpected, wonderful blessing. So that's right where on, I man. stand. Thank you for that. Very cool. Um, all right, Kyle. Yes. I don't have to go last. Wait, Jeff, have you gone yet? No. Right. Jeff gets to go last. Jeff okay. Um, the best so last. there's so many other albums that could be on this, but I decided to do um, in, in the first five minutes of this uh, stream, uh, five albums and five events, but I, I think it's pretty good. So um, albums for me, we've already mentioned, I think every one of these except for two. But uh, Hand Cannot Erase, Stephen Wilson, 2015. For me, the Riverside album of this era is Love, Fear, and the Time Machine. I still listen to that pretty often. Mm. I also like Wasteland. I reviewed that. But, uh, you know, uh, Similitude of a Dream, Neil Morse Band, 2016. And then I love In the Passing Light of Day, Pain of Salvation. I think that one also is uh, stands out for me, and I go back to it because of getting to see them in concert. Uh during the little brief period they had Ragnar in their group, which I think they were incredible. And he filled in when Daniel was out and they're such a good live band. Okay. And then Vic, you mentioned this album that I didn't expect to get mentioned necessarily, but uh, it's terminal velocity by Petrucci. Um, I think just what that sort of represents. And so I think that there's, you know, certain milestones along the way with this group, I think 2014 progressive nation at sea, like seeing that as sort of like a, beginning of a lot of these relationships in many ways and on through the Morse Fest and so on. But just knowing that Portnoy was kind of out of dream theater, like effectively 2010 and then 10 years later, terminal velocity coming out at a time during lockdown where, you know, we needed an album like that. And it was so positive and uplifting and uh, getting to review it and so on was a, was a cool moment. Um, an honorable mention is uh, speaking of more milestones, Spock's beard's, uh, the first 20 years was a really great uh, greatest hits package. And it had, I think, one of the best songs, if not the best song of the entire last 10 years, Falling mm -hmm. for Forever. It's such yeah, a cool song. Good shout out for that one. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Love so a little special shout out to that. It's it's so good. And so many of the artists that we've gotten to spend a lot of time around and that I think really highly of all in that same track. Um, okay. And then events. I have five events. Like total shocker here. Progressive Nation at Sea 2014. What an incredible event. Uh, I remember meeting Kyle Graves at a bar, I think, after the Beatles, little acoustic gig. I could be wrong. I think he took a photo of me with Mike. Uh, probably my first photo with Mike, so there you go. And that was my second photo, but who's counting? Um, but what a cool, cool, cool event on so many different levels. Um, for me, the first Morse Fest, yes, I was there. Who else was there? Me. Daniel, John, Kyle. What a cool yeah. time. It felt like it almost felt like we were getting away with something like it was just so <laughs> special and unique. And I remember it like, was doing, wonderful. 
It was wonderful. Yeah. Doing trivia and stuff. It just was so surreal. Um, so that Morse Fest plus I think Morse Fest Snow for me still stands as the best one, at least the best single night, because it was just an unexpected moment. Snow is one of my all time favorite albums and so on and so forth. Um, another cool one. A lot of us were on Cruise to the Edge 2017 where Mike did his 50 year uh, party. And yeah. just I think anytime you're somewhere and there's all these like unexpected uh, you know, moments and artists that get together and liquid tension more or less getting together and, uh, you know, Jordan getting up there with Mike and so on. Um, really, really cool. Um, then Shattered Fortress. This has not been mentioned yet, but I think Mike revisiting Dream Theater was a really cool thing, especially along with the Haken Gents. Um, that was awesome getting to go to New York to see that. Now, one that I think I, I think I was the only one at this event, but uh, Morse Fest 2020. The lockdown event. Here's the shirt. I almost wore that. Uh, but there was like, thir- you were there on the video screen. Yeah, no, right. I designed the shirt. Oh, you designed this shirt. <laughs> you know, I'm not very fond of it, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. Dude, that was job. Fun. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a great shirt. It is set folded in my closet ever since. Um, I, uh, it's times. yeah. Uh, it smells <laughs> like White House. Um, anyway, so. Waffle House. I, Waffle House. Yeah, I think Waffle there were 31 House. of us there or something like that, but it was awesome. The covers night was mm-hmm. incredible. It was the first concert I've been to in like nine months, which made it, you know, in particular special. I got to play drums with Neil. It was awesome. Um, I had to wear a mask, but, you know. And then lastly, Morris Fest 2022, when we didn't have to stand in line for seats because they were reserved and we got to go hang out together. I think for me, I see that as sort of the culmination of a lot of these relationships that have mostly been digital and from afar. But, you know, thanks to this podcast, thanks to Roy, thanks for this whole crew. Uh, we've really become really close and uh, it's always a pleasure to get together, whether it's digital. But, you know, let's be honest, it's more fun in person. So and thanks to everyone who watches this thing. OK, I know we're not done. we got to go to Jeff. But uh, that's sort of my like 10 year uh, walk down memory lane. So nice, one, man. Good, good memories there. Good, good albums chosen. Nice job. Um, all right, Jeff. Let's hear I, I yours. I feel, I feel like the post-credit sequence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I had made a big, big list of things. Um, I was glancing back at the website. I think the first album that I reviewed was uh, Bad Dreams. Oh my Chrysalis. god! Bad dreams. <laughs> Are you serious? In, in November, well, I I've searched on the site under my name, and the first time my name appears is November 2017. You you like that so much that in May 2018 you asked me to review another album. Um, which so, one? which was no, a small gap. NMB Similitude Live. Oh, well, there you go. Oh. And then I'm pretty sure that the next album that I reviewed, which was in August 2018, was one that I suggested, which was Southern Empire Civilization, because I'm not even sure that you had heard that at that time. Yeah. Um, But running through the... So I have a big, big list and lots of the things that have been mentioned, so I'm going to pick out the Jeffest albums um, of the last last 10 years. Um, Must be a report of some sort. Probably the albums that I I like. The Jeffest albums. That is a podcast in itself right there. um, Yeah, that that most people didn't. um, uh, I did have... I mean, 2013, I did have Sound of Contact dimensional for sure um 
and Spock's Brief Nocturnes, the first album with Ted, which I thought was a really, really strong album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2014, one I suppose that came into a lot more people's radar after Prog From Home, Tiger Moth Tales, the Cocoon album, the first Peter Jones album that I'd come across, um, and an album called Sanctuary by Rob Reed from Magenta, which is kind of a Mike Oldfield style thing. And I guess the thing about the two of them is that they probably... Well, Rob's been doing stuff for years, but I guess that that kind of stuff came onto the radar, you know, round about the same time as the site was starting. 2015, it's been mentioned already, Thunder Stolen. I have Spock's Beard Falling for Forever written down for 2015. And again, I agree. It's probably my favorite Spock's Beard song. The live version of that is just outstanding when when Ted and Nick and Neil do the little... Yeah. acapella thing oh that's just outstanding. my favorite spock's beard song mm-hmm. wow that's yeah that's statement. heavy as a sort of it's not a bonus track but like as a track on a greatest hits that's wild and it yeah. is that good it's 20 okay. minutes long proceed <laughs> it's got it's got it all um and uh hank cannot erase again same year 20 2016 similitude uh the anderson stolt album invention of knowledge is one that i really like and keep going back to um because it's a bit tricky to get into but it's if you're a flower kings fan it's a really interesting to hear that and it has to be mentioned my favorite dream theater album of the period the astonishing yeah <laughs> has to have to mention it we had it had to um, be mentioned on the podcast it, and, and kudos. not a surprise it, it is one of my favorite Dream Theater albums. I saw the world live premiere in the London Palladium, um, and it's an album that I really like. John has mentioned Sticks again. The Mission. I I wasn't really into Sticks until I heard the Mission, and then went backwards. Um, so that mm-hmm. was great. And Skyscraper Souls, Downs Braid Association, mm-hmm. an album that I love from that period. Twenty eighteen has been mentioned, but another really great Royner related album, Sea Within. Really, really been listening to that. Good Again, call. in recent days, worth revisiting, and obviously Daniel Gildenlow, Casey, Tom Brislin, um, um, twenty nineteen, the best flying colors album, third degree, and an album that I loved that year, no, uh, no man's love you to bits, which I imagine none of you have listened to, and if you did listen to, you probably wouldn't like it. But again, Tim, I haven't Bonesse, listened to it since twenty nineteen, but yeah, Tim Bonas, Stephen Wilson. Um, have contributed huge amounts, um, not least even through uh, the web, the Burning Shed store website. 2020, Fish, Fish Weltschmerz, The Return of Kansas, abs- um, Absence of Presence has been mentioned, Sola Gratia, Sola Gratia and uh, Neil's kind of lockdown album, um, and again, as Cal said, done live in Morsefest 2020. Um, 2021 the absolute universe we've talked about it um ross's album shadow of my future self and a and a particular jeff favorite um the future bites Stephen wilson um have to get it in there 2022 my word it's like the floodgates you know uh probably my favorite big big train album welcome to the planet my favorite marillion album probably of the last 20 years an hour before it's dark Really enjoyed all of the pattern seeking animals, but particularly only passing through Porcupine Tree, Closure Continuation. Wow, they were back. Rio's brilliant album, which is the spockiest oh, album yes. of the last uh, probably five years, I would say. Yep. And then 
you know, we end up today with the the bizarre situation. I, I think I want to mention Inside Out um, to save the embarrassment of those who may not want to mention it. But, you know, we have a label that has, you know, uh, Neil Morse Band, has Transatlantic, has Dream Theatre now, has Yes, has Jethro Tull, you know, and Yes and Jethro Tull have just put out albums in the last two to three months, which are really, really good albums. Um, so I suppose coming from an era, you know, that, that that label's growth has been a really key part of a whole lot of what we've talked about over this period of time and lots of other labels as well. But I mean, uh, you know, the, the inside out thread runs through everything we've talked about. And um, yeah, two really great albums by older bands um, in in the last number, number of weeks, which have both had you know, probably as good reviews as 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 those bands' albums have had in twenty years, and um, so yeah, long lo long may uh, prog rain, long may the prog report rain, and uh, yep, God bless the queen. That's it. Awesome, uh, awesome list there, and yeah, definitely a uh, big shout out to Inside Out and uh, our relationship with them and uh, all the albums that they put out, and um, uh, you know. It's a it's an amazing period for this music. We're very fortunate to be able to do this in a time where we like everything that's coming out, and I I really no, believe we don't. that. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I I don't say that kidding. I mean, we don't maybe not everything is our favorite album or we love it or we may disagree on which one we like more than others between all of us and stuff. But generally, everything's I think pretty good, honestly. Even when you don't like it it's maybe just not your favorite kind of thing you know you might like more of the metal stuff versus the neo prog stuff or whatever but i mean i think all these bands are just killing it all the yeah, time yeah the fact that it's much. the fact that it's out there and there's so much volume of prog coming out now where there wasn't back in the you know like certainly yeah. the early 80s. can you know, i ask I, what, can i ask a question real quick mm -hmm. um when can we expect a second book because yeah. i feel like <laughs> when did the book come out 2017 2017 so i feel like a lot of what we've discussed some of it was on there and some of it was not i don't know there may or may not be a follow-up or maybe a second edition i i don't Ooh. know i've thought about it but i uh it's just so Heard much here first it's just so much work i can't just take, just take our reviews and, I'm, I'm glad uh, somebody okay. mentioned i'm glad somebody <laughs> mentioned that book that book was quite yeah. an undertaking by roy i mean that it he was a lot of work. It was a lot of fun. Time. It was very cool to do. I never thought I would do a book or anything. I'm really proud of it and how it came out. But good God, it was a lot of work. And, well, there's uh, AI chat now, so that <laughs> that's could right. Yeah, maybe if I can use Chat GPT to write it, then I then that might simplify my life. But for uh, anyone, but for anyone who's never heard of the book, it is it currently up. still available in digital format. Yeah. Yep, on the website, and. Uh, and, uh, you know, also uh, so, some of the other fun things we've done, which I want to shout out, uh, I really enjoy every year when we do our April Fool's jokes. That is always funny. And some have gone over really well and been, been a lot of fun. Uh, our Progest uh, things we do, we've done the last few Augusts every year um, have been a lot of fun. And we'll see if we'll do that again. There's always been different things that this group has come with and, and, and done. And, um, and uh, it's always fun. It keeps me entertained. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I may think that covers it. I just, I want to give a big thank you to you guys, um, for 
you know, coming on board and helping me and, and becoming good friends and putting up with my shenanigans and my emails and my annoyances. And uh, I appreciate it. I know it's a pain, um, but I love each and every one of you. And uh, I, you know, this has been doing this website has changed my life and it's been the best thing I've gotten to do. And it's I enjoy it and I hope to keep doing it for as long as we can, as long as people give a shit. And um, as long as these bands keep doing these albums that we like, uh, and also to everybody, the bar high. and also <laughs> yeah, and uh, and also honestly to everybody that listens to the podcast, I think Kyle said it before, but everybody listens to the podcast and checks out socials and comments and likes what we do. That that is wild to me every every day that we're in, I don't know, 150 countries or downloaded here and comments from there and I it's still insane. Number one prog related podcast yes. in the yes. universe apparently. So the absolute it's universe. official. It's, it's official. official. Someone said it online, so it must be it's true. It's on the internet. Uh, and what's really cool too, I just I want to interject. I think like the music is obviously what brought us all together, but the friendship is you know a couple guys have mentioned there's various text threads going off almost every day almost you know hundreds of posts from all of us and the thing that that brought us together is music the thing that keeps us together is our friendship like we actually know each other we're you know we know about each other's families um in 2019 we went on uh, a bunch of us were on the cruise to the edge and literally went from that high high of having all these great common musical experiences to i got off the boat i get a call that my mom uh, was going to the hospital. Long story short, she passed away. Last song she heard was A Love That Never Dies from the Neil Morse Band. And six months later, we're all at Morse Fest. And they played that song. First time I'd heard it since she passed away. And I've got snot running down my face. I mean, I'm just, I'm crying an ugly, ugly cry. And all these guys on the screen just wrapped their arms around me. You know, it was, it was music was the, is the soul of our friendship. And I love everything about it. I love you guys. I'm grateful to be, you know, part of the Part, a little part of the team here. We love you too, dude. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, yeah man. Nice, Andy. Yeah, that's a good way to, to wrap it up. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see you on the other side of this uh, 10 years, and we'll keep it going. Thanks to everybody again, and uh, we'll see you uh, on whatever the next thing that comes up. And Thank please you, let Ryan. us know what's your favorite Prog Report moment from the last what 10 you, years. What were your top 36 albums <laughs> of the last 10 years? Yeah. And now we're going to react to the Fifth Symphony. <laughs> I'm, yeah, well. <laughs> Fade right. into the love that never ends. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, list, everyone. See you later. Bye. Happy 10 years. Bye.